Chris Proctor. I'm a weed management extension educator, University of Nebraska. I'm going to talk about a topic, uh, just looking at the influence of, of soil practices on how it, how it controls weeds, uh, kind of the effect of herbicides, and ultimately crop productivity. Um, so really, the, the aim or the goal of, of the, the study I'm going to highlight was to uh, try to understand what effect does soil management practices? How does tillage versus no-till versus the use of cover crops? How does that affect weed control? Uh, what what influence might that have on on residual herbicides that are applied uh, in those systems? And and how uh, how productive are are the crops in those in those systems? And so uh, thinking about it, you know, we we kind of expected that that there would be a difference between soil management practices on those on those different uh, uh, areas of, of crop production. Uh, so the way this study was set up, so this was a trial that was actually conducted up in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and, and we had six different uh, soil management practices. And so that was a combination of, of tillage, no-till, uh, and cover crops uh, with different cover crop termination timings. And so we had an early termination uh, timing. Uh, it was about May 7th, uh, a timing that was right around the time of planting. And so in this instance, this was later in May, uh, at, around May 23rd. Uh, and there was two terminations at the at plant. So there was a forage where the, the forage was, was harvested and collected, uh, and then it was also chemically terminated. And then a late termination uh, timing around June 6th, which was chemically terminated. Uh, and that was also, and, and then the other part of the study was a comparison of a pre-emerge herbicide versus, versus uh, no pre-emerge herbicide to see what effect that might have. Um, so looking at, at how these uh, uh, different components were set up uh, for the termination and, and burn down uh, part of the study, uh, glyphosate was applied. Uh, for the pre-emerge uh, herbicide, uh, you can see in the table there, uh, uh, we had, we had different pre-emerge herbicides that were applied on the corn and the soybean, and then there was a post-emerge herbicide that was applied across the, uh, the entire study. So all the treatments received the post-emerge uh, herbicide. Um, the cover crops were planted uh, with cereal rye, so we just used one cover crop for the study. Uh, it was about uh, 60 pounds per acre. Uh, tillage, uh, it was kind of a two-pass tillage system, so it was a fall chisel. Uh, followed by a spring uh, field cultivator. Uh, and then the herbicides were applied uh, for the burn down and the, at the termination of the cover crop uh, and the pre-emerge herbicide, those were applied with a research backpack sprayer, uh, but the post-emerge was sprayed over the top of everything with a, with a tractor. Uh, and then we evaluated weed control. Uh, so this was right before the post-emerge herbicide was applied. Uh, weed control was evaluated uh, and then yield was conducted or collected at the end. Another component of the study was to evaluate herbicide persistence. So how long did those pre-emerge herbicides uh, remain in the soil? Uh, how long were they there? Uh, how long could we detect their presence and what influence did those have? And so soil samples were collected about 29 days after uh, application. Uh, and they were, they were applied for the no-till. Uh, that was kind of the control uh, uh, treatment. And then you had a tillage plus pre-emerge. Uh, no-till plus pre-emerge, an early termination of the cover crop plus pre-emerge, and then an at-plant uh, termination plus pre-emerge, and then late termination plus pre-emerge. So we, we kind of evaluated kind of the different, uh, uh, different parts of, of the system to see uh, how, how much of that herbicide uh, carried over. Uh, 
And then these were a, uh, analyzed uh, in a laboratory. Uh, they were sent to South Dakota and analyzed, analyzed there. And so for corn, uh, while there was a number of herbicides that were applied, the lab was able to detect uh, uh, S-metolachlor dual 2 uh, was, was used in, uh, for kind of the, to evaluate the corn pre-emerge herbicide. Uh, and then for soybean, sulfentrazone was, was the herbicide that was analyzed. And so it, looking at the lab data, uh, really all we saw was that, that under tillage there was higher, there was higher concentration of, of uh, the soybean herbicide sulfentrazone compared to, to no-till. And this was pretty similar for corn, but I'm just going to highlight the soybean data uh, uh, today. Um, and so some of this is, kind of gets into that question, when you start to have residue on the soil, you have cover crops uh, and, and residue from the cover crops, does that begin to tie up some of the, the herbicide in the soil? What effect does that have on, on the persistence of, of those uh, herbicides and, and whether or not it affects uh, weed control? And so we did see differences in terms of the amount that was there. Uh, to kind of verify what was being seen, uh, we used some of those soil samples and did a bioassay. So we put that soil uh, in pots in a greenhouse and, and, uh, and then we tested uh, both the use of cucumber and palmer amaranth uh, to determine uh, what effect did the different uh, soil treatments, uh, uh, soil management treatments have on, on the persistence of these herbicides. Uh, and it, it didn't quite shake out the same as, as the laboratory study. And so uh, being 29 days out from, from when we sampled, uh, I think a lot of the herbicides began to uh, break down at this point. So, uh, and so we didn't see as clear of delineation in terms of no-till having higher injury on, on these plants uh, compared to the other treatments. Uh, if you look carefully at some of the polymer plants, you do see a little bit of injury, but uh, certainly the concentrations weren't high enough, high enough to prevent emergence, so you can see emergence all the way across, all the, way across the board, uh, and, and there weren't strong differences between the control. Um, so in this, in this case, uh, kind of given the soils and, 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 and the way that uh, uh, the study uh, was conducted, we didn't see a strong influence of, of uh, the pre-emerge uh, herbicide kind of persisting, or differences between the soil treatments in terms of the persistence of the, of the herbicide. Uh, and so really, I think, uh, we might have been too late when we sampled. I think being a little bit closer to when those were applied might have given us a little better picture of what was going on. Um, and, and kind of looking at that data, I think a combination of lab data and some of these bioassay screens uh, could give us a pretty good idea. And so this is kind of a, the first step at, at, at trying to understand what's going on uh, in, in, in these situations. And I'll just highlight just a little bit uh, of the field data. So this is looking at cover crop biomass, and this is kind of what we would have expected that the later you terminate, the more biomass you accumulate. So that kind of followed uh, what, what was expected. In terms of weed control, we had one site with, with pretty low weed control, the Arlington site on the left, and so we really didn't see any difference in, in percent weed control uh, compared to another, the other site where uh, there was a difference uh, in, in the, uh, using a pre-emerge versus not using a pre-emerge herbicide at that site. So uh, under the tillage condition, including a pre had higher uh, weed control relative to the, without the pre-emerge herbicide. Uh, but for the other soil treatments, there really wasn't a difference, which was kind of an interesting outcome. Uh, and then, then looking at yield, uh, at the end of the day, we just didn't see any, any yield differences uh, at either of the site. And so despite seeing a few differences in terms of, of persistence of, of herbicides uh, uh, that, that were detected in the laboratory study, 
uh, and some, some minor differences in, in weed control early on. Uh, ultimately, it didn't translate into, into yield differences in this particular study. And so I think, I think uh, kind of the take home is we need to pay attention, I think, to, to these different systems and how they might affect our herbicide uh, uh, um, persistence because that'll affect how, uh, how well we control weeds in, the, in these systems. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think under the soil conditions tested and the kind of the environmental conditions that we were looking at, we didn't see strong differences here. And so that's encouraging in, in terms of the use of, of uh, no-till systems and, and cover crop systems. Uh, uh, because of the benefits we can gain there. So that's what I wanted to highlight uh, uh, related to that study.